Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Hi everyone, I'm Teresa Heal, and I want to thank Chris Platty for talking about Young Living Essential Oils. So I'm going to talk about a few of them myself. We have Thieves Essential Oil, and it supports a healthy immune function and may contribute to overall wellness when taken as a supplement, which is our Thieves Vitality line. We have Peppermint, it's fresh and energizing. You can diffuse it in the room while you're studying to improve your concentration, which is great. Then we have lemon, which also aids in concentration, especially wonderful aid for children who are struggling with school or have learning challenges. Those are just a few. So if you have any questions, contact TeresaHeal at Comcast.net. T-H-E-R-E-S-A-H-E-A-L at Comcast.net. Thanks. Have a great day. And thanks, Chris. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Strictly Hip Hop. As always, I'm your host, Chris Platty, and returning for the first time in what seems like a long time, man, um, Will Gill. How you doing, man? Yo, what up? I'm excited to be here. Uh, yeah, it does feel like a long time since I've been on your pod, man. I was starting to think, like, maybe Chris Platty's not fucking with me. So, <laughs> hey, uh, I'm just happy to be here. And then, yo, uh, Chris Platty fans... Y'all gotta request your boy because you know uh, Chris Platty's slacking on the slacking on the pimping and he's not having your boy on. So uh, if you want me on, gotta request me. And uh, always happy to be on here. Thank you, Chris Platty. Uh, I'm excited for this episode specifically too because uh, we're doing you know who. Oh yes, yes, yes. But before we get into that, man, I'm not gonna let you talk that slick talk and get away <laughs> with it. Uh, come on, man. You know you're one of the most requested every time. Uh, always get always get great feedback from the homies or just or just listeners of the podcast whenever you're on. Um, so, yeah, how's how's hip hop review podcast going with Vontae the Pro? Because I should have mentioned that if uh, if the listeners who are listening to this podcast now for the first time haven't heard any of our previous collaborations, this is Will Gill, one half of the hip hop review podcast. Shout out Vontae the Pro, he's the homie as well. 
um, OVO, Vontae. <laughs> uh, man, how's that podcast going? Yeah, it's going great. Uh, Vontae, he's been kind of doing his own thing, shooting music videos and hip-hop. So he's been busy, so he hasn't been on as much. So if you're a Vontae fan and you can't find him, that's where he's been at. But uh, we just we just did a Kanye West Ye review, and uh, I got blessed with Vontae. And I like how you said uh, OVO, Vontae. If y'all don't know, Vontae <laughs> really loves Drake. So I like to call him uh, OVO, Vontae. Fun fact, the V in OVOs for Vontae. So uh, <laughs> that's where we're at. But everything's great. And if you guys like what I do on this podcast, just come over and check us out. Just search Hip Hop Review Podcast, and you'll find us. Chris Platty's on there. So it's all love both ways. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, dope. Shout out to the Drake one we did. That one was really fun. Um, <laughs> I think that was the first time I was on the podcast. That one was really dope. Either It was either that or that end of year one we did, which was fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, always always a dope time on your podcast. So here we are, um, you know, reviewing Ye for you for the second time, me for the first time. Uh, Kanye West, Ye, dropped a couple weeks ago now, um, a little less than two weeks ago. Uh, Kanye West needs no introduction. Um, this is eighth studio album, uh, nine if you count Watch the Throne. And, um, you know, Kanye coming into this had a lot of controversy with his tweets. I won't go too much into that. I mean, because that will be something we kind of address throughout the podcast, uh, specifically throughout this review. But, um, yeah, so he's been, he's been kind of coming off some controversy coming off of, uh, he's been in the headlines for what seems like all the wrong reasons. Uh, Will Gill, so first off, you 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 come into this knowing it's one, it's only seven tracks. Two, Kanye is doing a lot of antics, a lot of uh, creating a lot of controversy and conversation. Um, so, what are your initial expectations coming into this? Uh, yay review. All right, direct answer to the question. My expectations were extremely high and then uh multiple reasons one like you brought up the antics that uh kind of seemed like it was involved with the rollout of this album so all the twitter stuff uh tmz stuff see the god interview was amazing um and on twitter he was really saying a lot of information about what kanye feels and thinks and if I felt like if he had all that uh, thoughts and put into like a 180 character like Twitter thing, like you can only type so much. It's like, OK, if you have all this to say on Twitter where there is um, a maximum you could say in one thought, I wonder what he's going to uh, have to say on the album where he could kind of freely be Kanye, uh, the most Kanye West we've ever seen. So. And with all the backlash that he's got for his stance, like the MAGA hat, all that other stuff, um, Kanye West kind of stayed in his pocket and didn't bend to any of his fans' will or thought process, even though he lost a lot of fans. So that alone had me thinking that, hey, maybe this guy, Kanye West, is sitting on a lot of heat and he's not really worried about losing fans because he knows he's going to pick pick them right up when he drops this heat and so that's kind of why my expectations were at a uh, all-time level i would say with kanye west yeah because and, I, and i'm with you so i had uh similarly high expectations um just because kanye uh to my to my knowledge to my opinion hasn't really put out a bad project Jesus is the closest thing to bad and i will say um i heard that when it first dropped in like 2013 I just went back and listened to it a couple weeks ago, and 
it grew on me. I still don't think it's amazing. I don't think it's groundbreaking like some of the people that are willing to like die on a hill for that album. But I think it's better than what I what I had originally thought it was when it first came out. So, um, yeah, in my eyes, Kanye doesn't really have a bad album in his discography. So, of course, I'm looking at him from a standard of excellence. I mean, he has the best discography in the game pretty much. Um, so, I, so, of course, there's high expectations from that aspect. But then, you know, Kanye, the thing about Kanye is he kind of always seems to deliver. Uh, the more the spotlight's on him, the more he delivers. Uh, he kind of, he kind of, to me, is like a big game performer um definitely embraces the spotlight definitely wants the spotlight and i think that motivates him and drives him so um you know that was that was kind of getting me um that was kind of getting me excited for the album and of course um the big thing is you're right like talk about all the controversy that he was in with the mega hat um all of those things all those twitter antics and he kept saying and people around him kept saying it's going to be addressed on the album it's going to be addressed on the album so as a Kanye fan who was really hurt by a lot of the stuff that Kanye was saying and 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 doing um I came into this project searching for answers you know like really just like okay if this is going to be that uh if 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 we're really going to get the answers here like I want to I want to really understand what Kanye is uh is saying because i think i understand what kanye is saying when i when i dig deep and watch like the Charlemagne interview and all these other interviews and and stuff and i start to kind of psychoanalyze kanye and step way outside of the realm of music and look at kanye the person um but you know i don't really know if that's you know kanye's space because ultimately i don't know him i've never interacted with him i've never talked to him personally so you know, I only know him through the public eye. So, um, so, you know, so, so I was really, really searching for answers when it comes to this project. Um, and that's kind of, that's kind of where I was at entering, entering this project. Where, and uh, uh, real quick, I just want to say to kind of punch home your point about like Kanye being like a, a big game player is I would say the shakiest Kanye's career has been was post the Taylor Swift thing. And uh, mm-hmm. he gave us My Dark Twisted Fantasy, which is arguably his greatest album. So, like, it's just another example of, like, when Kanye's career seems the shakiest, he's proven to deliver. And uh, interesting enough, I would say at that point, I would say his white fan base was at the shakiest when he went up there <laughs> and uh, dogged um, Taylor Swift. And then at the rollout for this album, I would say his black audience has been the shakiest that it's ever been. And, uh, yeah. yeah, so, spoiler alert. We gonna get into this. Nah, we gonna get into this album, so we'll get more into it. I don't want to uh, dive too much in before we talk about these songs. Yeah, man. Um, so again, this is all executive produced by Kanye. All these beats are made by Kanye. Now, there's other collaborators like Mike Dean on the project as well. Um, but uh, this is part of the Good Music series. So we got Pusha T kicked it off with Daytona, which was incredible. Um, it's going to be seven songs from from a bunch of good music artists. Um, and, and so there's Kanye, Cuddy, um, Kanye and Cuddy, I mean, and then, um, Tiana Taylor and Nas are the last two, uh, in the chamber waiting to, waiting to come out. So, um, anyways, let's jump into it. So I'll take the lead and highlight the track I want to highlight is I thought about killing you. Um, I love this beginning track. Um, love the beginning of this track specifically. Uh, it's so Kanye, uh, with the lines, you know, 
I thought about killing you today, premeditated murder. Um, I thought about killing myself, and I love myself way more than I love you. So you better believe I thought about killing you. <laughs> um, and you know that's just that's Kanye to a T. So uh, first, the production is beautiful. It's simple, but it's beautiful. Um, and you know it kind of seems like a lesser, like toned down version of like Dark Fantasy, the intro. Um, you know, just not as grand, not as flashy, but but uh, but 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 along that vibe of just like uh, uh, of just uh, hopeful and happy. And so I so I really loved the instrumental of this. Then the beat comes on and, you know, he he kind of it, it, it's a lot of filler bars, but it's uh, but it's Kanye being Kanye. And a lot of what Kanye's career has always been is he's always been the guy who doesn't have the strongest punch bars. He just uh, he just has the most memorable punch lines and bars. And he um, and his his charisma is really what what um, makes all those deliveries work, and so um, that's that's what's kind of happening on this record. So it's very traditionally uh, Kanye. So I wanted to before I toss it to you, just bring up a theory that I had. So sitting with this, the I thought about killing you. Now, uh, you know, it could be interpreted as as general people, um, general listeners or fans, but. I, I perceived it personally um, and I perceived it personally as directed at potentially Jay-Z or Van from TMZ because the story goes that after the TMZ interview where he said slavery was a choice, um, he scrapped the whole album, redid it from scratch and you know just kind of did a totally new album, new space of mind, new all that. So um, you know, I, I, I'm sure you have your theories on what this, uh, on what this, uh, record's about, but what do you think? Where, uh, first I would say if the, if the record is specifically directed at Van or Jay-Z, whoa, that's a little bit much, like, holy shit, especially yeah. if it's directed at Van, like, that's fucked up, man. And, uh, two, I, for me, I've been reading these little theories on the internet, uh, Funny enough, the Jay-Z thing uh, was Jay-Z and Van. Like, I haven't seen that one pop up too much. But what I've seen pop up a lot was uh, that the song is directed to Kim Kardashian. And uh, and then that's why we get the bars. Like, And it's kind of like in a nice way, too. It's like uh, it's Kanye bigging himself up because we get those bars. Like, he loves Kim Kardashian, right? That's his wife. And he say, hey, but I even thought about killing me. And I love me. And then so that kind of like elevates Kanye West is like the only person that Kanye West even similarly loves to Kanye West, I would assume, are his kids and his wife. And so the mm. fact that he's even thought about killing them and like he thought about killing himself, it kind of like elevates the scale of Kanye's love for himself. And then um, but what I think it is, since like you brought up the story of uh, the album was scrapped post TMZ interview with Van this we have this new album and he lost a lot of twitter followers i know he was getting that heat on twitter people coming at that neck and then you know what happens when people come at that neck because kanye loves kanye i thought Mm -hmm. about killing you today (laughs) (laughs) so what i'm saying is i think that song is kind of directed to us as the fan base that is upset with kanye west they're like kanye is like i love myself you know you guys are giving me this heat you know what? I thought about killing you today. And it's okay if he keeps it vague. You know, he's being open as an artist. And um, this to me, there's not a more Kanye West thing to be like, I'm delivering at such a high level that everybody else, that I literally could tell my fan base that 
I thought about killing you today. Like, I literally thought about killing you. And uh, that's just Kanye West kind of, like, flexing his ego, flexing, like, his star power. And just, uh, and I would say at the same time, Kanye West just being very open as an artist. And uh, it feels like he's kind of, like, breaking down some walls that in hip-hop, like, people don't talk about, uh, like, seriously mental problems and evil thoughts, like, on a superstar level like Kanye is. And, uh... It's almost kind of refreshing, even though it's kind of evil to uh, hear somebody at the stature of Kanye West talk about, you know, these evil thoughts he has in his head. But it sounds so peaceful and happy. Yeah. Even when he says premeditated murder, for some reason, that bar kind of just like jumps out of the song. And yeah. like, it just sounds tight. But no, you remind yourself, <laughs> there is nothing tight about premeditated murder. Like you fucking up people's lives and your ass going to prison forever, ever, ever, ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's dope. That's dope. Um, yeah. Nothing dope about premeditated murder, listeners. Let me just get that straight. We are not condoning premeditated murder on the. This is a this is a murder friendly podcast. Oh it's not a murder friendly podcast. Um, but yeah, so uh, the yeah, so the reason I kind of thought Jay Z was just because um, there were also rumors last year, dating back to last year, earlier this year, that Kanye was going to address Jay Z on this record. Uh, now it's there's a. There's a possibility that he addressed Kanye on what was the old version of Yay or Love Everybody or whatever. Um, and there just wasn't um, a shot at Jay-Z on this one. That could potentially be the story just because of with everything that happened with Van. It just seemed like like it seemed like like people haven't talked about Jay-Z and Kanye's beef in forever. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's kind of like old news. It's kind of whatever now, you know, and even Jay-Z's come out and said, you know, Kanye's still my brother, like whatever um but yeah so anyways i'll let you uh i'll let you highlight a record you want to talk about okay and then last point uh, i thought about killing you um because you're saying it you it could be directed at jay just like a last point to bring that home is that uh, i do find it very interesting that this uh is the first kanye west album since uh title launch that's not a kanye west title exclusive so hey there's that and uh oh, yeah. I'm gonna hop into my record and it's track number six ghost town and this record to me mm. is where we get executive producer Kanye West and the reason I say that is Kanye Kanye sets up all of his features to just shine on his music um, he really maximizes features like nobody else maybe Dre is uh, comparable to Kanye West of like how well they uh, put their features in a song to succeed you have party next door with the soulful open and uh, it just makes you want to move to this record with the soulfulness I want to dance like a 80 year old man at church who just caught the spirit when party opens up uh i've never even heard party that soulful ever so that was very refreshing and then you get that and it clashes into like these cutty vocals over like these slick electric guitar strings it's just super beautiful and then uh the record closes with a uh, 070 shake she has she brings her punk-esque vocals and to me she just kind of steals the shine from the record her closing was extremely strong i felt her voice was just dripping with purpose and uh yeah she stole the show on this song just like she stole the show on Pusha T santeria the first time i ever heard her so 070 shake because the performance she did on this album i'm definitely keeping my ears and eyes open to what she has going on in the future 
Bet yeah, Santeria was dope. Um, her 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 part on Sant on Santeria was really dope. But uh, one thing you brought up at the beginning, talking about Kanye, you know, kind of bringing the best out of everybody and orchestrating. Uh, can we just safely say and that like Kanye is basically doing what DJ Khaled does, but on a much much better level with all his <laughs> albums? Where it's like uh, it's like uh. <laughs> Name like a random three point shooter in the NBA that's like half decent. That's like half decent. Yeah. Uh. Uh. All right, Luke Kennard. Shout out the Pistons. Yeah, shout out the Pistons. Luke Kennard is DJ Khaled, but uh, Kanye <laughs> West is Steph Curry. This motherfucker is yeah. <laughs> you know shooting from half court and you know hitting nothing but net to uh, bring your point home. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. But um, okay, so back to back to Ghost Town. Um. My thing with Ghost Town is um, Party Next Door, which I didn't originally know that was Party Next Door. Um, it was his performance on Ghost Town is amazing. Uh, Kanye, I think this is the best singing from Kanye on the whole album. Um, it's very, it's very beautiful. It gives me some college dropout vibes into it. Um, I really think that, um, truthfully, like Kanye, I was just listening to Spaceship today, actually at work and um you know that kind of that kind of kanye just no no autotune no nothing no sauce on his on his vocals uh we don't hear that too much and it was just and, and it was really beautiful on ghost town Whoa. um and the instrumental as far as the production aspect goes you're right is 100 percent. i think this is the best instrumental on the project it's the most fully fleshed out complete layered intricate uh however you want to However you want to describe it, um, all of those really fit, and uh, it's it's just a beautiful, beautiful instrumental. The guitar rift in there is awesome, but you know what? I will say, um, while I was a fan of O Seventy Shake on uh, Santeria, I am not a fan of O Seventy Shake on this record. Um, no matter how many times I've listened to it, uh, also Kid Cudi, Kid Cudi comes across as very whiny on this one. Kid Cudi, I'm hit or miss with, honestly. Um, those of you that listen to my podcast, maybe I've talked about it, maybe I haven't, but my opinions on Kid Cudi is kind of, I've just never really bought into the hype. Like, I respect his influence, I respect his impact, like, I, I, I acknowledge his talent, but to me, I could probably only pick out 10 to 15 dope Cudi songs that I would ever return to, you know? So, I'm not the biggest Cudi fan, but he does have great moments um, throughout his career, of course, and... Anyways, um, so I didn't like him on this, and back to 70 Shake, I didn't like, I didn't like her vocals either. They just seemed kind of rough for what was such a soft instrumental, and um, you know there was a build towards her. So, so I get what you're saying, and she was like the show-stopping part because I definitely think the way the the beat built thematically, that it was going to, um, that it that it was set up for her to shine. You know, like. I, uh, but to me, it's just that roughness that that it, it almost seems unpolished or raw. Um, and you know, well, well, I sometimes like that, and you know, I see why people would like that on Ghost Town. I just thought with how polished this song was, it didn't make sense to have an unpolished or raw or like you said, punk, which is uh, which is a great um, description too for the uh for her vocals because it is very punk it's very aggressive it's very raw rough um and to me i would i i just would have 
I was just expecting something a little bit more polished. Okay, a um, couple of points to just kind of close out my first highlight songs. You kind of stepped yeah. on it a little bit. I'll say <laughs> uh, we're just going to have to agree to disagree on the 07 shake because um, I honestly just don't understand what you're saying. That's how big of the disconnect is between us just because I just think it sounds that good and it's like, it's like perfect for the record itself. So agree to disagree. And I would say Cuddy, even though... Um, I also is not I'm not a big Cuddy fan. I really don't get Cuddy as an artist. I don't know why people go so hard for him. But I would say this, especially specifically for this record, the best thing that Kid Cuddy do is uh allow people that are drunk in the club to sing uh Cuddy vocals and like literally sound just like him when you in a bar you drunk. <laughs> He'd be like, I've been trying. Yeah, you could get those Cuddy vocals off and you could sound just like the record. So uh drunk in the club at two AM play me some cuddy please and i'm singing along <laughs> hey man that's that's dope i don't know if that's i don't know if that's a compliment or an insult to cuddy but i'm uh, not sure but uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll take it yeah so agree to disagree i know 70 shake you know what? um i'll give it i'll give it some more spins after um after this review and i'll and i'll hit you back on that Word. one maybe 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 you're on to something there um but i want to bring up where Kid Cudi, speaking of Kid Cudi, I want to bring up where he really shined to me. And that is on No Mistakes, which is, in my opinion, by far the best song on this project. I agree with you. Um, absolutely, absolutely love um, Kid Cudi and, Char- and Charlie Wilson delivering just a show-stopping uh, hook. Just absolutely phenomenal. Perfect. It, it's such a perfect blend of high and low and um, in, terms of, in terms of vocals. And... Kanye has a has a dope uh, quick little verse. It's only a two minute song, so it's really just it's really just two hooks, um, and in between is is a verse. It's really it's really that's all it is. Um, but Kanye comes through, uh, and, and the beat is the beat is almost very stripped and, and minimal, so that when Kanye talks for his verse, all the spotlights on him. You're not getting lost in production or any of that stuff. It's just straight to the point. And uh, Kanye, I think you know, I I think it's safe to say Will Gill he's taking some shots at uh at OVO Vante's boy Drake. Drake. There's some Drake um, shots in here. Oh yeah, so let me pull those let me pull those lyrics out because I want to get this 100 percent right. <laughs> so for, forgive me for the keyboard noises, but um here we go. So no mistakes. All right, so um let's see here. I don't take advice from people less successful than me. Huh? <laughs> Ain't no love lost, but the gloves off. And we up in this bitch until they turn the club off. Had to tell the dogs, turn the snubs off. Plus they already mad that the Cubs lost. These two wrongs will right you. I was too grown in high school. The true soul of Ice Cube, too close to snipe you. Truth told, I like you. Too bold to type you. Too rich to fight you. Calm down, you light skip. Whoa. Damn. <laughs> you think those yeah. are that Drake? Of course they are. Yeah. Who else? Who else is a relevant light skinned to attack? <laughs> I, I'm not sure, but I'm gonna for s- Kanye. For Kanye. Yeah, status. yeah. I'm gonna say this. I I just really hope um they are not dir- directed at Drake. I just hope they're just kind of like open, ambiguous, random bars, because knowing that uh yikes track number two yikes it's going around that uh drake wrote that hook for that album for uh for that yeah. song so uh to have a ghost written hook from drake 
and to take subliminal shots at Drake on the same album seems pretty uh, low for... Seems pretty bipolar. Isn't that, isn't that the theme <laughs> of the album? I mean, Kanye has a song called Real Friends, you know, that he dropped on TLOP. And I would say he's not being yeah. a real friend if that's what he's doing. And um, I would also say that once Pusha T has pretty much dragged Drake through the dirt saying, you know, your daddy ain't shit and you a daddy <laughs> and you ain't shit just like your daddy on a song and like named everybody. It's like, I don't want no more subliminals towards uh, Drake anymore or be- between Kanye, Drake, Pusha T, no more subliminals. Uh, we already said the beef is done. So uh, I don't want to sit here and be like, are these bars about Kanye? Are these bars about Pusha T for like the next five years? No, do not support this shit. Don't talk about this shit. If you're not saying Drake's name, keep that shit out of my music. And uh, I'm not here for subs. That's pretty much what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag turn the subs off. <laughs> Word. And uh, a couple things just on the record, uh, just generally, is that like my favorite thing Kanye does is uh, make soulful beats. So uh, yeah. when I get to this record, it's just like, ah, this is what I'm here for. This is the Kanye West I grew up falling in love with. The children get together piano sample clashed against like the slick Rick, believe it or not, vocal samples is the type of sampling that kind of built the house of Kanye West. So like, he literally does sampling almost better than anybody else. The guy, first name Charlie, last name Wilson, doing the hook with uh, Cuddy. Charlie doing the high, Cuddy covering the lows was just magical. Only an artist like Kanye West that is an artist and a producer, I feel, can come up with something so perfect like that. And uh, yeah, man, so uh, those are just kind of like my general thoughts on the record. And I definitely agree yeah. with you that uh, it is the best song on the album, hands down. Yeah, hundred percent. And just quickly before before I let you bounce to your last track here, um, also no mistakes too. He reflects on his financial and mental health issues a little bit that he struggled with since two thousand sixteen. So um, there is that, but um, you know it's not all about the Drake. But uh, where? But uh, let's let's not ignore let's not ignore the shots at Drake. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean Kanye had to respond. I mean I mean Drake took like half a duppy freestyle and this was my problem with duppy freestyle is it was really dope it was a it was a a great diss track um but it uh it was it was almost like 60 percent about kind yeah and like 40 percent push a t so um so you know i'm not surprised that kanye uh that kanye responded at all um and i don't think there's going to be anything that comes from this um you know there's been kind of there's been kind of apparently, you know, I've been watching videos and stuff from Hot Nine Seven and other publications who are more plugged than I am, and uh, you know, they've kind of said that there's been tension in the air between Kanye and Drake for years. They haven't really ever been friends. Like I guess when Drake went to Wyoming, he came back looking for beats, and everybody in the industry was like, "Dude, you were just with Kanye. Like, what are you doing?" <laughs> like, Work. Like, yeah. So, so everybody says, you know, there's kind of a little bit of a, there's kind of a little bit of tension there between Drake and Kanye, and there has been for a while. So, um, yeah. yeah. Hashtag Anyways, turn the subs I'll off. Yeah. Hashtag turn the subs off. Yeah. Hashtag turn the subs off. So, uh, <laughs> let's go ahead. I'll let you jump into your last, uh, your last song. Okay. Uh, I would, my last song I want to highlight, and I'm going to highlight it for a very specific reason, and it's, it's Wouldn't Leave. It's featuring, uh, Party Next Door. And uh, this record and Jeremiah, 
And the reason why I want to bring yeah. this record up is it's definitely not like the greatest Kanye West song in the world. But what makes this song special is that it made me look at Kim Kardashian as a human being. It made me see Kim Kardashian <laughs> as a wife. Because ever since Kim Kardashian gave that sloppy toppy to Ray J, and I seen that shit on uh, <laughs> xvideos.com, it's like, yo, I have never seen her as a human being since. And uh, it was amazing that I could listen to a Kanye West record, and it kind of puts me in that place. It's like, you know what? Maybe she is sticking with her man. you know. <laughs> and then, uh, So for that reason, I just feel like... Um, emotionally that Kanye could move me in that way even though I don't personally like I love this song it's not like I'm gonna fight for it if somebody told me it was trash but that's a that's a huge skill and uh half of music is how it moves you emotionally besides the fact if it sounds good or not and the fact that uh he was made me look at a Kardashian as a human being wow hell of an accomplishment yeah <laughs> I guess yeah that's one that's one way to look at it you know um it's a it's a dope record I agree with you um I I I agree with you in the in that sense that yeah it did uh shine a different light on Kim Kardashian and um you know it is is really dope uh these are kind of the moments I look for with Kanye um is these open vulnerable moments because that's what made me buy into him as a as a fan you know, way back when as a kid, you know, hearing my first, because uh, I grew up, you know, I, I, I didn't really start listening to hip hop to the mid 2000s. So my first Kanye experience was uh, graduation. The first Kanye experience that I remember oh, wow. uh, was, was graduation. So, you know, I remember just looking at this guy as like a superhero, you know, listening to flashing lights, like, wow, this is incredible. Like, you know, and, um, you know, and, and so, you know, Kanye's kind of always been like a superhero in my eyes, which you know he talks about on on this album. He, you know, with uh with the record, yikes! But uh, but yeah, wouldn't leave his dope. Um, very somber, very soft. Uh, short too. Kanye comes, yeah, short, direct to the point. So I really like that. Um, you know, but um, my thing. Ah, all right. You know what? I'll uh, I'll, I'll address it here. I was gonna save this for overall thoughts, but um. But on this record, you brought up a record that specifically talks about it. So, um, you know, he he addresses many things throughout this um, throughout this track, like uh, the TMZ interview, which he said slavery was a choice, and his like being, you know, however many millions of dollars in debt he was. And and again, you know, we're getting the other side of it. We're getting an interesting side of it. You know, uh. I said slavery is a choice. I said how? Yeah, just imagine if they caught me on a wild day. Now I'm on fifty blogs, getting fifty calls. My wife calls, screaming, "We about to lose it all," you know. And so um, that was an interesting aspect because uh, I never thought about it from the uh, from the side of like Kim Kardashian being like, "Yo, you're fucking up the brand. Like, what are you doing yeah. right now?" You know, um, I never even thought about that. So that was kind of interesting that he that he went that way but that 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 kind of shows like a selfishness to me with Kanye because I I want Kanye to address his mind state like I truthfully you know well it was interesting to hear that little bar about you know about that perspective I don't care about that perspective I care about you know what is Kanye thinking when he's saying these things you know what does he mean exactly like the, you know the, and I thought the bar reads go ahead the bar reads, slavery is a choice. They said, how, yay. 
And then he just keeps rapping. Bruh, <laughs> answer the fucking question. You even have the question yourself. It's like, it's almost frustrating that, like, he barely scratches the surface. And then he does this throughout this, uh, throughout the whole album, pretty much. And I'm pretty sure we'll get into that more when we get to general. But it, it is frustrating that, like, sometimes Kanye is, he, one, he was putting it out in the media that certain things were getting addressed on the, on the album, which it didn't. And then it gets even more annoyinger that, um, He's pointing it out like we didn't see it happen. Like, he's like, I said celebrity was a choice. It's like, yeah, I know you did. I watched you do it. You don't have to tell me in your raps. It's like, you know what you should do in your raps? How about explain? Because he also said uh, later on in the bar, he said, she calling me how we about to lose it all. How are you about to lose it all? Can we go in a little deeper? But no, we got to go into Jeremiah singing and the song closes out. Thanks a lot, Kanye. It's, be- it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. Shout out to Jeremiah. But yeah. Yeah, Kanye. Come on now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that I, is frustrating. Yeah. All right. So let's get into, um, then let's get into, uh, actually, let's get into the second verse, really, because we talked about the first verse. So second verse, you know, um, he kind of talks about his mental health as well, you know, with the, uh, Shout out to my boy Connor Ennis, thinking this is the hottest bar of 2018. Oh, sentimental. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't bring that up. That's going to get me sentimental. You know I'm sensitive. I got a gentlemental. Every time something happened, they want us, They want me sentimental. Shout out to Connor Ennis for thinking that's the coldest bar of 2018. Hey. That's my guy. Yeah, you need to quote that on your Twitter and put a Kanye picture to it if it's that official. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so so again, so in this one, you know, he's uh, he's like, you want me to work on my messaging when I'm thinking like George Jetson, but it sounded like George Jefferson. So basically saying he's he's thinking, you know, future. He's thinking, you know, years and years ahead, however many years Kanye thinks he's thinking ahead. But it's like, okay, well okay, break it, break it down for us. Like he's saying, I got the mind to take us to the stratosphere. I got the same at I used the same attitude that then got us here. So it's like, okay, like how? Yeah. Explain. It's like, for me, yeah, it's explain. like, if I have a painting in my head, I'd be like, oh man, if I could paint this shit, it would be so fucking tight. And then as soon as my hand meets the canvas, the fucking picture's trash, you know, like, yeah, you could think about some shit, but tell us how you about to execute, you know, and then that's what Kanye's doing, he's just telling us he's a genius, like, hey, I'm a genius, I'm a genius, I'm a genius, I'm a god, and then, but like, let's start seeing you do some genius and god shit, you know, that's, you know, or explain, or at least show me like a seven-step plan of your genius and god shit that's on the way, <laughs> you know, like, uh, I feel like the most uh, insightful thing I've seen from Kanye since Kanye popped up back on Twitter and uh, producing albums was to see the God interview, and it's like, uh, there, I felt like he was dropping so much information, some of his plans, why he feels certain way about certain things, but it shouldn't take Charlemagne the God to get Kanye to get personal in Kanye West's music like to me that seems like something that should just go hand in hand and like right now I don't know why there's a disconnect and it's not happening I don't know if Kanye is too worried about putting his ideas out there too much because it's too dangerous because you know earlier he did say he fucked the money up so I don't know if he's scared to go in too much in his mind state because he's scared to fuck the money up yeah, that's potentially an issue. Um, that's potentially an issue that Kanye is weighing. But to go back to your painting analogy, it's like it's like if I come to you like Will Gill, yo, like I'm gonna paint this. I'm I'm gonna paint this like 
uh, dope, like, Detroit Pistons. Uh, I'm about to create, like, the newest Detroit Pistons logo. It's going to be so dope. And, you know, and, and it's like, oh, word? What's it going to look like? And I just walk away. No, what would you be like the greatest shit you ever seen and then walk away? <laughs> like that, yeah. that's what Kanye's doing right now. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much, man. Uh but yeah, uh, yeah, man. So, um anyways, let's uh so uh, to sum up the record, uh since we kind of just went through it. Uh it has a beautiful close out by Party Next Door and Ty Dolla Sign as well. Um so that's really so it's it's really a, it's it's a dope record, but um yeah. It's a dope record, but those are my issues with it. And I think that's a good point for us to transition into overall thoughts. So I'll take the lead okay. here. Um, I'm feeling a 7.5 out of 10. The album is good, has some minimal for, for Kanye standards production, uh, but the but the minimal production is beautiful. The instrumentation is beautiful. The singing is mostly good. Some great moments, but mostly good. Um, again, the only real problems I have with sinking on this whole thing were, were uh, Keep Cutting No 70 Shake on Ghost Town, which I'm not a fan of. But um, other than that, the singing was, was good to great throughout the whole throughout the whole project. Uh, this album does a great job of creating a moment between, between the spacey, minimal um, production and, uh, and the vibes that it creates and everything. It, it, it truly feels like a moment. However, that's all I see this album as. You know, I'll go back to a few records on this album, but for the most part, um, for the most part, it, it, it's just a moment in Kanye uh, Kanye's life with the bipolar disorder, the TMZ comments, etc. It, and it seems like you're entering the surface of his mind state. Uh, you're not really getting, uh, you're not getting too much deeper. Like the content doesn't seem to have much value beyond the moment. So, so that's, that's kind of my issues that, you know, we talked about this just on wouldn't leave. So I don't have to reiterate it, but again, he's not really digging into, um, all of these thoughts. And, uh, maybe that's just because this is seven tracks or maybe it's because he's, you know, taking the easy way out. Um, cause I certainly think Kanye is, is capable of, t- of creating, uh, of creating longer, uh, more fully fleshed out songs like he did on my beautiful dark twist fantasy. I mean, damn near every song on that record is like at least five minutes. It's, um, uh, and some, you know, as much as like nine, nine minutes. So, um, he, he's fully capable of going above and beyond, but, uh, but he did not on this, on this album, and you know Kanye's created moments before, like uh, like the the eight oh eights, like the pain of eight oh eights and heartbreak, the um, the I'm coming I'm coming into the game, pink polo, I'm different, college dropout, the how do I deal with fame, how do I deal with controversy, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Um, again, like you talked about how hit how his reputation and everything was very in question after the Taylor Swift thing, so he's had moments before, but all of these um. All of these not only serve as moments in Kanye's career that you can look at, but uh, but they're more fully they're they're fully fleshed out and they're more in depth and the content's more in depth. Like he goes into more, he he goes deeper in my beautiful dark twisted fantasy about his um about how he's dealing with fame in 808s and heartbreak. He goes more in depth about his pain in college dropout. He goes more in depth about who he is. And what he stands for, you know what I'm saying. So that's kind of my thing with Kanye. And then, 
you know, you, the last thing I want to bring up is that, you know, usually Kanye has a certain level of what I call musical gravitational pull, which kind of like, and, and that's kind of just being lazy and borrowing the, the, the term gravitational pull from shooters in the NBA. But um, he has a certain level of musical gravitational pull that kind of makes you like focus on him, spotlight on him. Uh, and, and, well, and well, the production is minimal, so you do really focus on Kanye's words. Um, he doesn't really quite capture my attention. And I think that's, again, goes back to the content that he's delivering is very surface level. And this is a, a very polarizing time for Ye, perhaps maybe even his most polarizing time. And I feel as though he doesn't deeply discuss the controversy he's embroiled in. He's mostly just, he's mostly just throwing everything out there and acknowledging <laughs> that it's happening, but not really offering solutions or exclamations to it. So that's kind of my, my only shortcomings with the album. But I mean, from a sonic standpoint, it's good. Um, great features, great production, great instrumentation. Um, not the greatest lyrics, but Kanye's never had the greatest lyrics. He's always had, uh, but he still has great delivery on a lot of these on a lot of these songs, like "Yikes," uh, "Thought About," uh, "Thought About Killing You," all these records. Uh, "Violent Crimes," which we didn't talk about, is a really really dope record. Um, you know, his delivery on there is really strong and really punches home the message. Um, so yeah, so that so that's kind of how I'm feeling. Seven point five out of ten. How you feeling, Will Gill? Word and then uh, what's the phrase you use? Gravitational pull. Musical gravitational pull. Word. I really like that. I'm not gonna re say it, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I I definitely understand what you're saying when you make that point. And then the reason why I feel like he lacks that is because honestly, and I'm saying this as a Kanye fan, I just wish he tried harder on this album. <laughs> like yeah. we've had a lot of evidence of like Kanye West trying trying very hard on his album taking years to master records for example like uh flashing lights I've heard heard him in the interview talk about how it's taken him uh three years to make that instrumental exactly what he wanted it to be and then but like when I hear these beats like it's just like I don't hear that level of mastery yeah it's good because it's Kanye and he you know he's a musical genius but uh it's definitely not at the level he d delivered previously and an another reason why I just think Kanye's lazy on this album is like don't get me wrong the the album cover looks nice it's okay it's fucking mountains it, it's a picture he took on his iPhone but like the story goes he takes his album cover picture on the way to his album release party like he doesn't even have yeah. his album cover ready or if he does he doesn't love it to the point where he's willing to replace it with a picture he took on the way up there like if that don't scream <laughs> that kanye's being lazy on his album i don't know what else does and like yeah the album looks cool whatever like my background on my iphone looked cool when i checked when i uh, bought a new iphone too but guess what I changed that shit because it got no flavor, and that's what this album uh, cover reads to me. It's just no flavor. It looks like a, a a background on the computer from Best Buy. Like that shit's lame as fuck, bro. <laughs> and, and then uh, point two, um, Kanye has this bar that always sticks out to me, and he goes, uh, "And I'm rapping on the beats that they supposed to buy. I guess you could say I'm getting high off my own supply." And earlier we brought it up. These beats are not at the level of his previous work. Like, this shit sounds 
Rush. It sounds like a scrapped album that he put out two weeks later. Honestly, a lot of these uh, records are at the sound quality of uh, those um, good music Fridays that he used to have a couple years back where he just drops one or two songs every good Friday. And like that, the production on those songs that were not on the album, not even on the mixtape or anything, just loose records, that sound quality matches the sound quality of his eighth album. And I think there's something wrong there. <laughs> and so um, I would say the beats on Pusha T's Daytona was better. Uh, there's no way better. There's no uh, there's no power instrumental on this album. There's no uh, Jesus walks on this album. There's nothing that like when I hear it, I'd be like, oh, my God, maybe Kanye is a genius. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I should hear something musically from Kanye that should have me step back and be like, man, maybe this shit he's saying is right. And not ever in this album did I feel that way. And and then the, the reason why I'm going so hard on Kanye, like people might think that like I'm just being hard to be hard. But the reason why I'm acting like this, and I'm saying this as a Kanye fan, that when Kanye walks around and telling other artists that he's better than them, he he pretty much told Pusha T to scrap his album because all those beats is whack and he could do it better, which maybe he did. But if Kanye is walking around being, I'm a god, I'm the best, I'm the greatest, I'm a superstar, you know, let's hold him to the standard that Kanye West is holding, telling us he's at. You know, if you want to say you a god... Drop some God shit then. Don't give us some, you know, Good Music Friday uh, seven-track compilation. And then the the positive part about having a short album is that you could get kind of right to the point. You get specifically in there, get your specific thoughts off, you in and you out. Kanye West... I don't. I can't really tell you nothing he raps about on this whole album. And this album is too short for me to say. The only bar I could remember on this album is "I love your titties" because it proves that I could. Uh, I could focus on two things at once. Like, <laughs> like, like we. You have a seven-song album, and that's the bar I walk away with. Mm, you probably need to try a little harder, Kanye West. Get better writers. And um, so I would say those are all the flaws that the album has. But uh, again, Kanye West is so good that the album is halfway decent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I think this album is a, a seven out of ten with all the negative things I say. It's just Kanye is that talented. But again, if Kanye is going to walk around, say he's a musical god, as Kanye fans, I say let's all hold him accountable to that. And then maybe in return, we're going to get some God stuff back. And uh, that's where I'm at with Kanye West at the moment. Yeah, man, I hope so. Um, I definitely, I definitely, definitely hope so with that. Um, with that being said, and you know, I mean, let's figure. So the TMZ thing happened like the first or second day of May, and this was released on June first. So he literally did this album in a month. He literally did it in four weeks. Well, also finishing uh, Pusha T's Daytona because that wasn't done until the day of. Um, the Kid Cudi one, I don't believe, was was done until the, the, the day of, maybe the day before, but he was working on it uh, as far as last Monday, as recently as last Monday. So the week of, he's still working on it. Um, no word on Nas or Tiana Taylor. Um, he did say, actually, you know, he did say, I, I take that back, he did say this morning, or Monday morning, that he was working on Nas. So, um... So he's still working on Nas at this point. So yeah, he he's kind of almost spread himself too thin. Yeah. 
it, it it's like if I were to say, okay, I'm doing 20 podcasts in, in 15 days, you know, like it's, it's going to be, you know, hard to really like focus, you know, and, and give each one my, that make each one the best it could possibly yeah. be, you know, because it's just too much work is stretched too thin. But you know what? That was, this was all Kanye's idea. Pusha T talked about it. You know, he wasn't feeling it at first, but uh, Kanye said, you know, no, I can do this. Um, so, you know, here, here we are at that moment. And I think that Kanye's album more so than any of the albums we've heard so far, Kanye's album kind of suffered the most, which is interesting to think of, you know, considering Kanye's the one producing all these records. But um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, you kind of talked about it, so I'll allow you to elaborate if you want. But um, okay, with all the controversy that Kanye uh, talked about and the fact that he didn't really address it on the record, uh, which has me upset and I'm sure it has a lot of other people upset as well. Um, I mean, where are your thoughts with Kanye? Like, are you are you frustrated? Are you uh, are you looking at giving up, or you just think you know this is a bad project? Like, let's see what Kanye does in the future. Like, Kanye's Kanye. I'm always going to listen to him. Uh, where where are you at with Kanye? Okay, uh, Kanye as the person and Kanye as the musical like uh, artist that he is. I pretty much at this point separated the two. Um, Kanye, the person, I just let him go, you know, do his thing. I, I As a person, I really don't judge nobody or I don't have like hard thoughts on anything outside of music. So um, whatever Kanye doing with MAGA hats or trying to be president, be like, go do you, bro. But uh, musically, I feel like this is a step down, but I can see the reasons why this is a step down. And then as a fanship, I would say this is where I'm at. I listened to the album. I still liked it. And uh, he, as I was listening to the album, he had dropped the link to buy uh, buy gear for the album. I go to the website. Uh, I queue up a hoodie. The hoodie was like 70 bucks. I felt like that was like the best price point for like what I was getting in return. So that's why I was like, the hoodie was 70. Some shirts were like 70 bucks. I was like, no way I'm paying no fucking $70 for a shirt. So I boom. I queue up the sweater. I put the sweater in my cart. And then I'm thinking about if I should pay this $70 for this Wyoming sweater. And I think to myself, you know what? This album is not good enough for me to buy a $70 sweater from Kanye. And I personally mm-hmm. don't like 100% like everything he's doing. And so those two things got me to be like, I'm just going to close this. I'm not going to pay this hoodie. So what I'm trying to say is as a fan of Kanye West... I'm always going to have my ear out to his music because I think like he, it's just, just this is just a specific low point for him. And then uh, but I am not willing to spend money on Kanye West at this point. I'm not buying no merch. I'm not going to his concert until I either get uh, Kanye West explaining himself more or till I get better music from specifically Kanye. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I like that you said that. Um truthfully truthfully i asked that question not knowing where i was at myself mm-hmm. um and i think you summed up accurately exactly where i'm at as well which is where you know i wouldn't buy kanye merchandise at this point of this uh, uh of like of yay now if something from graduation comes out like he throws out some throwback graduation shit i'm 100 percent copping that but yeah. yeah um as far as like the the yay and in this whole moment um you know, it's it's a low point for me as a Kanye fan as well. And um, truthfully, you know, 
I know there's there's a bigger conversation to be had about separating the artists and their art. Um, you know, and that's 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 a bigger, uh, much more in depth and intricate conversation that needs to be had. But um, but to keep it simple is yeah, I'm not I'm not really looking to actively support Kanye like I once was um, until uh, and that's at least until I get some exclamations because now. Okay, it's one thing. Like, you know, everybody has their political views or their views of society or whatever. And as long, you know, and I I respectfully, I I will always try to agree to disagree. You know, even when somebody's saying something as ignorant as the things Kanye is saying. What makes Kanye, what makes it hurt with Kanye is how big his platform is and how influential he is. Like, there are people that, you know, look up to him way more than even me and look at this guy as literally like their their god and so, you know, he whatever he says with them goes. And so there's a lot of influence, there's a lot of power with what he's with what with his platform. So you can't just be speaking uneducated or um you can't be speaking recklessly when you have that kind of platform. So that's so that's kind of my problem with Kanye more so than his actual views, even though I strongly disagree with his views. It's more so the fact that he's being, he's he's essentially being ignorant and, uh, and like purposely in- ignorant. Like he's not looking yeah. for more information. Like he's not reading. Like he's he's yeah. he's talks about like he's not reading. He's just talking to people that are around him. And so like man, if you're gonna be willfully ignorant, it's kind of fucked up that like you're just gonna be throwing all your willfully ignorant ideas on like such a large platform yeah i i agree and so the other thing i had um the other thing was just that i think with i i think with kanye like i'm pretty much just um i'm pretty much not only over uh i I, i'm also i'm also extremely upset um that now okay so at first i was i was okay looking for answers with this whole um, with with all these discussion pieces that we talked about, right? And we talked about how we didn't get the answers we were looking for. So now you basically pump faked us because we were all <laughs> coming into this album expecting answers and we didn't get answers. So that's another reason I'm mad at Kanye right now um, as a fan. So I understand why some people are completely outraged by Kanye, but to me personally, I'm always going to listen to his music just because his music is amazing and I still always, there's still always be a part of me that wants to believe in, you know, Kanye West because of, you know, I grew up on listening to Graduation, then going back, getting College Dropout, going, going to 808s and Heartbreak, uh, My Beautiful Dark Swiss Fancy, like, I grew up on Kanye, so there's always going to be that level of respect and admiration towards him and making me want to believe that, you know, the things that he said in, in college dropout are still the things is still the values he holds today. And so, um, so, so, you know, there's always going to be that, but you know, right now I, I, I truthfully, you know, I'm looking for answers from Kanye and that's where that, that's where I'm at. So I'm not actively supporting Kanye, um, until I get, until I get some answers until I get, you know, something from him. Yep. I hear that hundred percent. And the way to do that is to, you know, uh, financially, if you really hurt by it, you know, financially don't support them because that's the way uh, fanship works. You know, if you're a fan of somebody 
and you don't like what they're doing and you disagree with it, the easiest way to show somebody that you disagree with them is take away your Hurt business. Their yeah. Yep. Fuck the yeah, money up. I agree. No, just kidding. <laughs> I agree. And, uh, you know, I don't know how much fucking the money up happened because Kanye, all seven records were on the top of the charts of Apple Music. Yeah. But, so. uh, you know, <laughs> we're trying. Yeah, we we're don't know nothing. Do yeah, we don't know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know nothing. All right. Thank you, Will, for coming on, man. That's Will Gill, one half of the Hip Hop Review Podcast. Uh, Will Gill, go ahead and plug the Hip Hop Review Podcast as well as um as well as anything else anything else you know your personal twitter anything else you got going on word uh you guys heard me here so if you guys like it just search a uh, hip-hop review podcast on all platform uh spots review albums we don't keep it too complicated that's all we do we play music in there until that shit taken gets taken down so uh we've been losing episodes <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh but you know we try to do that for y'all and, and uh if you guys like me here just find me there and i did the plug at the beginning so i'm not gonna keep it too long and uh platy's on there too so if you just love platy and you really want to support that guy he has a couple episodes on ours so make sure to peep that because those are those are tight <laughs> yeah man um appreciate the love appreciate the love you and Vante always show me um and so if you are on the hip-hop review podcast and maybe you heard me on that maybe you haven't uh maybe will gill's presence maybe will gill's influence is bringing you to this podcast <laughs> thank you for listening my name is chris platty you can find my my social media handles are all at real chris platty C H R I S P L A T T E. if you don't know how to spell real don't follow and you can find uh my podcast strictly hip-hop which is this podcast where I do album reviews, uh, discussion pieces, all sorts of things. And um, I also have Strictly Hoop Talk, which is an NBA podcast where I do all sorts of NBA stuff as well. Um, Going to be doing some draft stuff and, some, and of course, uh, later some free agency stuff. And then I've got some interesting things planned for the offseason. But, uh, but yeah, so that's all my content. You can find that, again, Strictly Hip Hop and Strictly Hoop Talk on Apple Podcasts or Podbean if you like that. Um, if, if you prefer that medium as well, working on getting it to other mediums, but for now, those are the two places you can find it. And again, uh, my social medias at real Chris Platty, you can find, um, you can find links to my, to my content very easily there. So, uh, follow me, support me, interact with me, message with me. Um, Will Gill knows I'm very open to, uh, I'm very open to internet conversations. In fact, that's really how our friendship started truthfully. <laughs> so, you know, Where? um, so, you know. Uh, I'm always open to debate on. I'm always open to debate on the internet. So yeah, hit, hit me up there. Hit my boy Platy up on Twitter, man. You might end up fuck around and end up on the podcast like me. <laughs> <laughs> we made it, Mama. <laughs> we made it. All right, Will Gill, man. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate you. Um, and uh, you know, I I know you was talking slick and greasy in the beginning, but you know, I'm 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 still I'm gonna let you live. I'm gonna let you come back on the podcast <laughs> soon. All right, my brother. <laughs> Word, word, word. And uh, shout out Vontae Pro and shout out Connor. We fuck with y'all, man. Yeah, shout out Connor and Vontae, bro. Y'all the truth as well. <laughs> Peace out, Will. Peace.